What's up, YouTube and everybody else? Welcome back to another episode of the Diamond Download. No A in Diamond Download. I don't think there's an A in Download either. No, definitely not a day in Download. What's up, bro? How are you doing? I think there is an A in Download, but it's okay. No, there's not. What are you talking about? <laughs> Wait, no, there is. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. All right. Great intro, but I'm doing well. How are you doing? <laughs> I'm doing even better, bro. I'm not going to lie. I've had like the best day today. Like, Why? What's going on? No idea. Like, I'm just, I'm just feeling good. So more like, why not? Right. Exactly, bro. Are you doing good? Yeah, dude, it's good. I, I forgot what day it was, but yeah, it's good. I'm just, I'm here. I'm happy. Love the energy that you bring. So things are good. Thanks, man. Oh, um, August 1st today. So wait, quick update. I tweeted at the beginning, I think it was July 1st. Um, if I don't do a mill in Q3, I'm going to shave my head. So far, it looks like I'm going to be able to keep my hair. We'll see what happens in August. But, you know, wish so wish me luck on that one. Yeah, I literally saw that on my feed or my brother might have sent it to me. And I literally screenshot it and sent it to you saying, I really hope that you keep your hair, meaning obviously that you met, met or exceeded the goal. So, all right. So, so, so far, one month in, you're on or above target? Way above. We're good. Okay. Okay. Cool. All right. We'll check back in on September 1st to see where you're at. Okay. All right, man. Let's jump into these topics. Um, so, we got... LinkedIn biz update and lose the very update. So I don't know if people know, because you don't really talk about it too much that you own lose the very, which is a site that I've heard of because Dakota Robertson has talked about yep. it a couple of times. And um, so that's like one of your little side projects. I didn't mean to say that like one of your side projects, not little. Um, no, it's, it's little. And honestly, until you sent me that and before yesterday, I forgot that I even had it. Like I hadn't sent an email to the list in like months and literally like my partner, that's like the technical guy I sent an email like one or two months ago saying we have new features on the site. I'm like, we do. He's like, no, we just haven't sent any emails. And I updated a few colors. So I wanted people to come to the site. Um, but yeah, so I actually found it through Dakota too. Like every time he talks about removing the word vary from vocabulary and he plugs it, dude, there's like tens of thousands or hundreds of thousands of people see it. And I'm sure hundreds of people that come over to the site, but this site gets about, you know, 150, 200,000 visits a month. And it's doing a couple grand right now, primarily through um, like affiliate links within like the email, although we don't really send many. Uh, we have this thing actually on our site where once you opt in, we're showing you other newsletters. It's almost like what's called co-reg, co-registration, where once people opt into us, if they opt into other newsletters, we charge each of those newsletters a fixed rate. It could be mm-hmm. 50 cents. It could be a dollar. It could be upwards of a couple dollars. And then we have ads on the site. So that's how it's making money. Um, and it's doing a couple grand a month right now. And I think our newsletter is at like 50 to 60,000 people. And I probably should start sending emails more often. Yes, you should. Actually, you know what? Let me get you, let me get you a writer. Let me hook cool. you up. Cool. Let me, Let's do it. Um, and then, and then you can kind of automate that. You'll get someone who can, you can kind of mold into a person that you want to work with. I mean, dude, like a year ago, this would have been one of the things that I would do for you. I would have been like, Chase, let me write. Yeah. Me things. Honestly, yeah, I think I think that'd be great. So we'll, we'll get someone from your your inner circle, and then the second one, the the LinkedIn business. So I know obviously you've know this. I don't know if I've mentioned this on the pod, but I hired my second employee. So ever since she were like, "Hey, dude, like you should probably just do something with this," and I was kind of content, just enjoying the summer, happy with how things are. Didn't really want to have to do a whole lot. But my my employee, my first employee, she's amazing. I think actually unrelated to us talking about it and you kind of lighting a fire under me, she said, Hey, I'm kind of feeling maxed out. I've got about 50 clients right now that I'm servicing. You know, I'd love for you to be able to service more. 
um, can I hire some help? So she actually found, interviewed, vetted, and trained our second employee. I know the lady's name is Tanya. I've never met her. I couldn't tell you what she looks like. I know she lives in Ukraine. Um, and I'm going to be paying. I, I think I mentioned this to you or maybe on the podcast. I'm going to be paying the first girl. And she'll pay the second girl. And you are you were saying, actually, that maybe she's going to keep it all. But I mean, hey, she's been doing a lot more work. And we've been able to add new people. So whatever the case is, I'm stoked. So the business is good. We're up probably a dozen, dozen and a half people since one or two weeks ago when you kind of called me out for being a little lazy on it. Solid, bro. Nice. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. So, okay. Good stuff. Well, next time we talk, I want to make sure you have a high ticket thing going. Yes. That's it's missing. Taking $5,000 from people at a time. I think that's the best way to do it. Yeah. Um, I'd probably care a little bit more then. Yeah. hundred percent. Um, all right, cool. So Chase, why don't you talk about the book you've been reading about copywriting tips and then give us a tip. I'm literally 14 pages in, but on the first page of this book called 100 Ways to Improve Your Writing, I saw someone mention online to someone else and I just bought like three or five books because I never read. So um, I've got 14 pages in. That's as far as I've read probably in the past few years. But on there, um, and Mason, I think you've even talked about this in Alex, my inbox, like the concept of just being likable as a writer is so important, right? So as someone like myself with a personal brand, you know, not that I'm trying to be likable, but hopefully I come off as likable. And I think that's what's gone away with like, my writing is good, but it's not fancy. It's not formal, nothing crazy. I don't spend a lot of time on it. But I think over the years, the reason which why people have engaged with my content and hopefully resonated with it and, you know, whatever it might be, other adjectives or words around it is I think because to some degree they like me. So if you're likable, right, you can build trust and the trust can translate into you name it, becoming an advisor of a company, signing clients, getting people to buy products or services. So I think like the the best thing you can do other than obviously researching on your prospect is just becoming a likable writer. And I think the more that you can humanize a brand, if you're an e-commerce brand, or the more that you can humanize a SaaS company into a person or some kind of character or some kind of like larger than life thing that people really like, I think everything you say and everything that you do just really stems from that. And I, did we write an Alex on this? Was Is that right? I believe that we talked about this. Um, the sort of walking the line between like being liked cool. and respected or something yes. like that. Was it with Matthew McConaughey? Was that the one? Yes, that's right. Yeah, do, you, do you want to expand on that? Because I know you talked about like reading, was it his book that he wrote and kind of like how he was versus how you can be and kind of like you gave some nice tips on, do you remember it? If not, we can try to find it later. I can't exactly remember what I said, but um, I mean, if you've been a, a subscriber of Alex for a while, I think go back to the one that we would have sent. I want to say this is probably like September of last year, maybe August was when I when I listened to that book. And so one of those ones would be would be that one. Um, but yeah, what, what about can you give us some tips on being likable? A lot of people don't have that. There's a lot of people actually that are not likable and they think they are, but they're not. Yeah, it's interesting. But I actually just found it. You're right. It was September 4th is when the, or sorry, September 2nd is when it went out. The 29th edition. Um, and, and then I'll answer your question in one second, but I'm just going to kind of go through this real quickly. So you you read the book Green Lights by Matthew McConaughey, the the actor. Um, and yeah, okay. So let's see. So I think with him, you were saying that like there's two ends of the spectrum. There is authoritative and there's relatability. 
And the ones in the stories he writes about are relatable, but he doesn't write it that way. And when you mentioned if you're writing to be relatable, you involve the audience. You speak to them, you put them in your story, you tell them what you want them to know about you. Um, whereas with him, he doesn't speak to the reader. He speaks to himself. You know, he uses bigger words, longer sentences, and ideas that are out of reach. So anyways, we can go on and on, but like, I think you gave some really great tips here on like, if you're not relatable, how to be authoritative. If you're not authoritative, how to be relatable. And I think like being likable is just finding common ground um, and not seeming like you're too far out of reach, right? And, and seeming like you're their friend or you're their ally or you're, or you're kind of like this confident that person that wants to better them. You're almost like a teacher of a lack of a better word. So I think like the more that you can embody uh, just being kind and generous, and I think it's very easy to tell when someone or something is authentic versus manufactured. So I think the more like raw and genuine and authentic you can be and the more helpful, I think helpful is a big thing. You can come across as educational, informative, funny, helpful, those types of things. Um, I think people can really read through it and, and feel that in your writing. Yeah, that reminds me too um, about on uh, being authoritative because I think that's important too. One of the best things I did for my writing or like just even my personal brand in general is learning a lot about social dynamics. Like in the last like year or so, I've learned a lot about like how to sort of like be perceived as higher status or, you know, more, um, I guess the, the word would be authoritative or like higher value. Yeah. Um, and a lot of that is just sort of like revoking access and like focusing your attention on like what you find value. So like, if you're, if you give your attention away too much, then like people don't think that you're as valuable because like you can kind of just be distracted and called upon whatever. But if you're like less available, then people will respect you more. And that's something that can kind of come off in the way that you write. And so like a guy like Brute DeForce, which is like one of my favorite writers, tweeters, whatever, um, super like hard to reach. You can't really talk to him. If you do want to talk to him, it costs money. Like, I don't know, he, like not not really the most likable textbook guy. Like, I think you are probably way more likable than Brute DeForest, yeah. but people admire him so much just because it's so hard to reach him. And like, and he really is just like zoned in on his values and like, that's what he cares about. And so like, I think people just respect it. So like, if you can sort of emulate that in your writing, it sort of, it mirrors the way that you should be acting sort of in, in real life. But yeah, so I thought that was kind of interesting. It just reminded me when you read that part of the <clears throat> Alex thing from September. Yeah, it was a good one. If, if yeah, if you guys were on Alex, go read that. That was a good one. What which episode did I say it was 24, 29, something like that? The um, was it 29, yeah. 29, yeah, 29. Okay, yeah. Go go find that. No, I think I think that's a good one. I think that's a really interesting one. I like that. Cool. All right. You want to move to the last one? Yeah, let's go through it. Okay, so um I recently hit 400 k on TikTok. Congrats. Um, thank you, man. Uh, I just had a video do really, really well. And so in honor of that, in honor of hitting 400K, I have 400,000 lessons for you on TikTok. <laughs> um, so I'm just kidding. No, sorry. It's three. It's three. So um, I'll run through these. If you guys... Okay. So I don't know how many people on here like have their own TikTok or if they're managing it for somebody or if they're advising somebody on it or they have close friends that are doing it. But like TikTok has been absolutely huge for me in terms of like, growing my business, growing my network, 
um, getting dopamine. Like, dude, there's nothing better than making a video and watching it run. And also, too, getting recognized in public is pretty cool. Like for for an early twenties, or people keep calling me mid twenties because I'm twenty four, but I think I'm I'm early twenties. Yeah, early mid. For a, yeah, for an early twenties guy like me, like it's pretty cool to like, dude. Men and women will be like, "Hey, are you? I I know you." And I'll be like TikTok, and they're like, "Yeah, it's cool." <laughs> so here are three tips that I have if you guys want to do the same sort of thing. Okay, so tip number one is if you know the key metrics, you can reverse engineer success. Right. So like a lot of people just make videos and they're kind of shooting in the dark and they're just like, all right, well, good content wins. And it's like, well, yeah, but we need to define good content. So TikTok really cares about metrics, right? Like it really cares about um, sort of like how you um, like how your videos do in terms of like how many people actually like it because they want to deliver good content to people and they want to deliver content that like will bring more people to the app. Right. To keep you on. So um retention is really important because it means people are watching it for a long time you can usually check that if you have like a business account usually you'll get like between 10 to 20 percent of people will finish a full video if it's about a minute um so that's really important like the time that they watch it so if they watch for like 50 percent of the video then that's really good like to view ratio has to be like minimum 10 percent for it to run but hopefully like more like 15 to 20 percent so basically like if you have if you have a thousand views, you have to have minimum a hundred likes for it to keep getting pushed into the algorithm. So, but if you have 200 and a thousand views, that's really good. So that one's going to do well because like the majority of the people that it's getting pushed to like, like actually want to watch the video, right? Also shares. So one of my more viral videos recently um, was when I was still in Canada and I basically, so I did this on purpose because like I knew that people were going to share this with like people that they were close to or people that were their siblings or whatever. Cause like the video is me and my brother. And I was talking about like, you need to be building with your brother. You need to be building businesses. You need to like be, you know, working together and doing whatever together. Right. Like just sort of like trying to take over the world together, which like you do, I do like my yeah. younger brothers, all of your brothers are great. And so you all kind of like work together. And I knew that people were going to love that one and share it a lot because um, everyone sort of, loves the idea of working together with their brother. I think it's cool. Yeah. Uh, so that was like super important for that video. And if you know those numbers then you can do really well. And with that, uh, are people just literally sharing the video via like text message? Like, are they copying the link? Like what, where people are, how are they sharing it? Doesn't matter. Like you can't really tell, but it'll either be like in the app, right? So they'll send it to the friend on the app or they'll copy the link and post it maybe or share it to their right. Instagram. It doesn't matter where, as long as you're getting a bunch of shares and you'll be fine. Okay, cool. So that's tip number one. Tip number two, sort of a smaller one. And like this kind of only works if you already have over a thousand followers because you can't do it without that. But every time you make a video, go live on TikTok for like 20, 30 minutes and just like answer questions or whatever. And your video will trend. So you'll, so the first thing that happens is your video will start to pick up speed. Like if you have like 5,000 views on a video and it took like, you know, three, four hours to get there. By the time you get off of live, even if it's only like 30 minutes to an hour, you'll probably have like 10K. Wow. Just because like, it'll push your video out uh, because you're just like more active, right? You're on there. And so TikTok likes to see that. So it helps with those videos. And some it might not be the one you just posted, but you might get a bunch of views on the video you did like a couple of days ago or something like that. So that helps. Um, and also like you like your audience will be more solid right like a lot a lot of times people will say like tiktok is a terrible way to like build an audience and it kind of is because like even if you have a hundred thousand followers there may only be like 
couple hundred people or a couple thousand in there that actually know you and like like you. But if you go live all the time, that number will go up, right? Like you have like a bunch of people who are like, oh yeah, Mason, I like that guy because they see you talk. It just builds brand. It's just better, right? So that's a solid one. Um, any questions on that? So with going live, like do people get a notification that follow you? Does it just show up in their like their feed or their for you page? Like where and how do people see that you're live? Some people will get notifications. I know that some people have my notifications on because they'll show up like right away. It's like the same like 10 people every single time. And then um, uh, they'll see it in their feed or like if they see the video, then it'll say like you're going live and then they'll just click on that and then go on live. Um, but yeah, it's kind of all over the place. And what what metrics can you see from the live? Like, can you see like total concurrent, total viewed? Like what metrics can you see? You can see how many people are are currently watching. Yeah. You can see how many likes you have. So you, people can like your thing. Sometimes I'll say like, I'll be I'll be on there. I'll have like a hundred people, but like ten likes. And I'll be like, hey, would you guys mind do me a favor and throw some likes on here? Like, look, it look like we're lonely. Like I want it to look like this thing's popping. So please throw me some likes. And then people will usually just out of goodwill. You can usually incentivize that too. I'll be like, all right, I'll, I'll drop some some sauce on getting clients if you get me to two thousand likes. <laughs> You're bartering. Yeah, legit. And then people can just like you can you can like multiple times. So like you, people can just throw likes on there. That's why I've had some that have like 50K likes or something like that, which Dang. sounds crazy, but it's usually just like like five people. It's just like going nuts to the entire thing. Um, so it's very generous to those people. And then one last question, then I'll let you go to the last one is, um, of course, I don't know the actual story. I just saw it on my feed a hundred times, but like there was some girl on TikTok that went live that like went viral over social. That A, that was TikTok live and B, she was somehow monetizing it through gifts is that a thing How, yeah. like, what, what was that she was doing the npc challenge so this is actually genius i'm never going to do this people told me what's, to what's npc i don't even know what this means basically you just sit there and people can send you little gifts right so like okay. you can send you a cowboy hat and then it'll put a cowboy hat on you you can be like howdy partner and then they'll send you ice cream and then you can be like mm, thanks for the ice cream or something like that and just anytime they send you gifts that's when you talk and so okay. we can like talk by sending you gifts it's really stupid, but like those gifts cost people money, right? It's a tiny little bit. Like I think a rose is like a penny. Yeah. So, like, it sends you like ten thousand roses, like that's money. So I think the cowboy hats are like twenty cents or something like that, or two bucks. There's there's some stuff that's more expensive, but but yeah. So you'll just rack that stuff up, and usually they have something on the back end, like like content that isn't shared online, and and they, okay, they usually just make money that way. But yeah. And does TikTok take a piece of like, do they have a fee or they're just trying to get people on and they're willing to give the creator a hundred percent of whatever they make? I don't know. I don't know if they take a fee. I think like, um, I don't know. I have no idea. Okay. For, for the future. Yeah. What's number three? I'm dying to know number three then. Okay. So it, I, I wrote down the reason uh, niche is important. So like, I'm always sort of like a niche hater. Cause like, I don't think my, my Twitter is very niche. Like I kind of talk about a lot of different things. Um, my newsletter is not super niche. Like I kind of talk about whatever I want to talk about, but TikTok, I usually keep to just money. And the reason that helps me is because when a video goes viral, people know that I'm the money guy. And so I'll actually get followers on viral videos. The opposite is people who don't have a niche where they'll have a video pop and then some people will watch some of their other videos and realize like, oh, this guy kind of talks about a bunch of stuff I don't care about, so I'm not going to follow him. But like if you if you pop in a community and all you talk about is one certain thing, people are going to know you for that and then they'll follow you so they can get more of that. But if you're kind of all over the place, people actually don't follow you. And followers are a good metric because like my baseline is really high. So like 
shout out Ben. Ben makes some banger videos, um, but he doesn't have a ton of followers because he kind of niche hops. Um, and so what he'll do is like he'll he'll have a video go really big on like I don't know social interaction or something like that, and people will love it. He'll get like a million views, but like people will check out his other videos, and it's like sometimes it's about business, sometimes it's about dating, and it's kind of all over, and so they won't follow. Um, but I think his videos are kind of like most of them are like better than mine, I think. And um, uh, he also like his baseline is lower, where like he has like thirty thousand followers right now. Got it. And if you post a video. Sometimes he'll get videos that have like two, 300 views. Um, and that's like a bad video for him. That never happens to me. Like the lowest I'll have on a video, if it really sucks, is like 5K. Okay. And then usually over time, it'll climb to 10K. Um, but like all of my videos kind of relatively do well just because I have followers. Um, and so like that's super helpful. So mm-hmm. it's good to have followers. Some more work. And I don't know that he even cares to do this, but like in theory, he could have like different pages that are separate for each thing like one for dating one for copy one for sale like whatever it would be like he'd almost be better off having like theme pages for lack of a better word that are topic specific versus just like he just has like one that's almost a collage of whatever's on his mind Mm -hmm. yeah you could do that and by the way this is just sort of like an idea like there are exceptions to the rule um this is just what i've seen but like some people do have a strong enough brand where they kind of can talk about whatever and people will love it like there's this guy named Squid. Like his name's like Lucas Pactor or something like that. He's from, I think he's from Canada, but he lives in LA, pretty sure. And um, he kind of talks about like just all across the board and he gets like really good views on every video. I think it's just because like just people like him. Um, I had a bonus one. This is actually, the reason it's a bonus is because it's not from me. It's from uh, my boy Grant, Mindhacks. Um, if you have a concept that you thought would perform, but it didn't, you can rehook it and it'll do better. So like, sometimes you'll talk, like I had one that was about like manifesting money okay. because I was trying to target a female audience. I thought, cause like usually when you target a female audience, like you'll get more engagement and everything. Um, and so I had a hook, but the hook was kind of bad. And then, so the video sucked, but I rehooked it and it did better. So like it's weird the way it works um but like the concept usually isn't bad it's it's just the hook but you can like take a video that you think is going to do well and if it didn't do well just rehook it and it'll it'll run interesting tying the copyright tip we talked about being like likable and relatable and authoritative and all that and tiktok like what's what's your style like are you likable are you authoritative are you relatable you know are you funny like why like dissect the socks for like a second like for 30 seconds like can you tell me about like what it is that you do? So other people have theories about this. I haven't really thought about it too much. I think okay. other people's theories that I found most valid, Jeremy Moser said this, shout out Jeremy Moser. Um, they said, <clears throat> he said that the reason I do well on TikTok is because I'm talking about money and I can prove that I have money. Okay. And, but I'm just like a kid. I look like a regular person. I don't look like an entrepreneur. I don't really dress like one. Like I, I kind of look like slovenly. So like people just kind of see themselves in me and I do a really good job of hammering that in and making sure that they know that, yes, I am you. Um, so I think that's part of it, but I don't know, man. It's, I think, I don't know. I think it's just the way I communicate. I really have no idea why. Yeah. So you're very relatable yet aspirational, right? Where it's like, I think kind of going back to the copy stuff, like one of the things I forgot as you were talking, I wanted to say was like, I think also sharing, not, not in your case, but like sharing losses and sharing just like adversity right? Like the fact that you used to work at McDonald's, you know, not all that long ago. And we took a chance with you at the agency and just your trajectory has just been insane. Or like 
if it can happen for you, your point is that it can happen for others, right? Mm-hmm. Um, so I, I think like that probably does make a lot of sense. And and you're funny and you're a copywriter, so you're also good with words. That's part of it. Yeah. Yeah. Dude, this was great. I, I really like this last section on TikTok. That was a long one. So I, I'll let people go. Um, but yeah, man, dude. Thanks everybody for listening. At Cardinal Mason on, on TikTok, follow me. Not like I need more followers. I think I have enough, but if you want to follow me, that's fine. Uh TikTok and Twitter. And then uh for Chase, it's ecom Chase Diamond on Twitter, just Chase Diamond. By the way, no A in Diamond. And there is an A in Diamond, which I <laughs> thanks for watching, everybody. Cheers, brother. Bye.